flying solo. I'm flying solo this week. Because Spencer got work responsibilities. Real life work responsibilities. It's fine. I'm used I I'm used to the experience of uh doing this for the fir- <laughs> for the first 6 months of the existence of this podcast. Welcome back to the DMTT podcast. We have a lot a lot to cover this week. Um with obviously the biggest news, uh E3 happening over the weekend. Uh a lot of stuff. I I feel like it was a pretty good E3. Um compared to years past which is interesting because i felt uh i felt like video game conferences this ad these aggregate ones were kind of falling off a little bit with uh especially with nintendo directs and state of play with playstation um kind of going on their own um but i think i've mentioned this in the past that I've kind of, or not in the past, but like recently, uh, that some of those just don't seem to be hitting as big. Like a lot of that stuff or a lot of the announcements that come out and some of the games that are released, not saying that any of those games are bad, but it just does it. They could be normal press releases and updates in that capacity. Um, so it seems like uh, E3, it, well, it didn't seem like, in my opinion, E3 ended up going very well um and we'll talk about microsoft c3 in a little bit but uh, i feel like they had the strongest e3 showcase of all the uh all the presenters um yeah them compare uh paired with bethesda i thought it was a a good showcase um yeah it was their best one in years Uh, i saw a funny a funny tweet, so so you know it's not an original thought that said uh, 2021's uh, Microsoft's 2021 Xbox E3 is their best since uh, since PlayStation's E3 in 2013. Oh my God, did I totally screw that up? Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. Anyways, it was good. It was supposed to be a jab at like the 20. 20- 12 or whatever e3 where the playstation basically all they had to do was just reveal their games because the uh the xbox one at that time was going to be online always and with the connect and really expensive and yada 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 yeah i know how that how that went already um but yeah let's start off with uh with the e3 stuff um some of the highlights real quick before I dive into, I'm not going to do like a day-to-day breakdown, but just some of the highlights and then I'll talk about some of the stuff that I really liked. Uh, Far Cry 6 obviously looks pretty cool. Um, I've actually not really been into the Far Cry, Far Cry games myself. Um, I don't know why that is. It, they, I just never really got around to playing those. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an Ubisoft game. So, I mean, Assassin's Creed. Rainbow Six, pretty much it. Like, I, I don't really know. I don't play a ton of Ubisoft games, but uh, the Far Cry 6 looks pretty cool, mostly because of that dog. Come on. You can't name you can't name a paraplegic dog with the little, you know, what is it? The uh, the wheels for his hind legs. Um, 
chorizo and not 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 love that that's so it's so cute it's adorable so i'm definitely gonna play far cry 6 uh mario and rabbits 2 which i'm gonna touch on because this was uh this is a nintendo franchise obviously but presented by ubisoft um but i think there are some implications here some some interesting things as to how that gameplay looked, as well as the rest of the Nintendo stuff that they showed. Uh, but before we get that, let's get into the Xbox stuff, because I thought that they had a strong E3, I thought that they had a strong showcase, but holy cow, were people, at least on Twitter, a little bit I saw, some people were were pissy, were pissy about the Bethesda stuff, because um, I will take, I will... I will take the L. I was wrong. Um, it doesn't seem like any of these Bethesda games are going to come out on the PS5 anymore, you guys. Uh, especially with Starfield being confirmed to only come to Microsoft. So Xbox and, and PC. So you, st- you can still get it on PC. Uh, as a PC guy and a PlayStation 5 guy myself, it's really no issue. I can just get all the games on PC, and that's usually where I get the Bethesda games anyways. Um, so really no issue there but i i get it. i get it that sucks that sucks if you if you have a ps5 or you're planning on getting a ps5 and you're like a huge bethesda fan which i mean these days uh, why are you a huge bethesda fan they haven't really knocked it out of the park in a while um but starfield has, has got a lot of hype to it which listen it could very easily go the route of cyberpunk. So I think everyone's got to pump the brakes a little bit on like on either side of the spectrum of being like really upset that it's not going to come to the PS5 or like really rah rah about like haha suck it PlayStation which weird uh the the console war stuff is is still weird and I'll explain a little bit more why right now but it's just like okay what if it flops you don't want that. No one wants that. No one wants that. But it's like, it's it's a weird thing to kind of be, I don't know, braggy about, I guess. And the thing about the, so the, the exclusive stuff, and, and a lot of the argument has been, because this isn't the first time that, that some, the likes of PlayStation, the likes of Nintendo and Microsoft have bought out a studio to gain exclusive rights. And sometimes they fund them and they still remain third party, but they get like some exclusive things like you, you can only get certain skins or, or it's like a timed exclusive, which is timed exclusive just never made a ton of sense to me. It's like, okay, that's kind of just, just release it everywhere. Who cares? Um, but it's not the first time that this happened. The, the, the issue is, or at least from what I gather, because I'm, I'm not pressed about it. It, it. I mean, it is what it is. I, I was hoping for the PS5 stuff. Um, but now with, with crossplay, like even now I'm like, I'm like backtracking on it. Like with crossplay and everything, it's like, okay, I mean, you can play it anywhere. It's just you won't have access to it on the PS5. I get that. Um, a- anyways, it, the argument being that it's anti-consumer because Bethesda is such a huge, it's a pr- such a prolific purchase. This, this acquisition that happened last year in 2020 is, is a large acquisition. It's, it's not, it's not a small time, medium time, a studio that's got like one, 
commercially successful game and a bunch of indie titles. No, this is huge franchises in gaming, right? With with Fallout and The Elder Scrolls specifically. Um, so so on that front, I get it. Um, oh, and Doom now, right? My bad. Um, I get it. But if we're gonna have an anti-consumer conversation, you can't you can't just you can't just suddenly target Microsoft and Bethesda for doing this. Now, I totally understand that you know Phil Spencer could probably uh, eat shit a little bit because he was so pissy in the past, or he there are quotes of him being so pissy in the past about PlayStation and Sony not wanting to play ball and how their exclusivity behavior is anti-consumer and then you go around turn around and do this don't forget that playstation and sony also bid on bethesda so they were trying to do this too so and i and i target this specifically at the playstation fanboys and the playstation fangirls like you can't if you're if you were going to have an anti-consumer conversation you got to do it across the board that means you have to target every single company that does anything exclusive that means nintendo that means playstation you don't think and this the biggest one the most compelling one is the spider-man franchise right because that is huge that is a huge franchise like with marvel and, and disney owning them now like they these are huge franchises now and and Sony has 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 the Spider-Man games locked down to their ecosystem to to their platform. You don't think you don't think a ton of Xbox gamers or a ton of PC gamers want to play and want to have access and wish they could play a Spider-Man and then to throw the argument of like, well, you should just buy a PS5 instead because we're the winning. Like, who cares, dude? That's not your money. Why why are you defending these large companies? Don't like it doesn't make any sense. So if you're going to have that conversation, you have to do it across the board. That's that. I'll leave my two pieces, be my, my piece there, my two cents, two pieces, my piece. I said my piece and my 10 cents, whatever. You know what I mean there uh, before we get completely derailed. But that's just where we are. And that's those are just my feelings on that event. Otherwise, otherwise, Xbox had a strong showing and this does end up pushing, in my opinion, Xbox a little bit closer to being a competitive uh, option for your next-gen console, right? Because Microsoft is still pushing hard the uh, the Play Anywhere, um, which is, you know, a little tongue-in-cheek because not anywhere anywhere, as long as you're using Microsoft services, which, of course, right? They're a business. But I still think that they're pushing and the future with them is going to be with Game Pass, particularly because they're damn. When you think about it, Microsoft doesn't really have, and the Xbox doesn't really have exclusives, right? Uh, some PS5 games are starting to come out on PC, but years after launch. Um, but for the most part, you, the the PlayStation titles you can only get it on play, get them on PlayStation, right? Same with Nintendo. The Nintendo heavy hitters you can only get that if you have a Nintendo Switch. 
with Microsoft and the Xbox, you don't have to have an Xbox. You can play it on your phone, which is which is cool. I love that for for accessibility and and for price point. Um, I still have questions on like whether or not that price point will last and that business model lasting. But I've been I've been wrong before, so willing to be proven wrong again. But it's also available on PC. Um, and even though the last year plus now it's been practically impossible or just such a, such a huge pain in the ass for anyone trying to get into the uh, PC gaming space. I mean, obviously with all the shortages, but then with crypto mining and all that, like GPU prices are still astronomical. Um, so that's tough, but you can still get those games on PC, which is why, you know, my in my opinion, the elite setup, if you can so f- afford it, is get you a gaming PC a PlayStation 5, and a Nintendo Switch, and you're set. You don't need an Xbox. And you're still supporting Microsoft if, you, you know, if you're know if you worried about that for some reason, some odd reason. Um, losers. Uh, not, not to Microsoft specifically. I mean, like, I'd call anyone that's like, I gotta support my favorite mega corporation, Nintendo or PlayStation. Like, no, losers apply to, to you as well. Um, you can do that. And you're set. And I think that's great. So back to the, the showcase. Uh, the Outer Worlds 2. I, I enjoyed my, my playthrough and my time with The Outer Worlds. I kind of beat it and like played it that first month and then just have not touched it since. Um, it was, uh, you know, a good good game. I think it could have... I think there was a little bit more potential and more hopes for that one. So hopefully Outer Worlds 2 gives us a little bit more. Um, I'm not a huge Forza guy, but... Or actually, I'm not a Forza guy at all. I'm not a racing uh, car guy at all uh, or games. Um, but Forza Horizon 5 looks fantastic. Uh, the Sea of Thieves expansion, which you're going to get across the board. So don't worry about that. But still... You know, that that made for a fun and hype showcase with uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean expansion. Or, well, I guess it's not a Pirates of the Caribbean specific expansion, but you get Jack Sparrow um, in in the new expansion that's coming out for CFD. So, you know, time for me to hit the, the hit the seas again pretty soon. And then additional footage on Halo Infinite, which is OK. So Halo Infinite is an interesting one to me because I'm going to get that. And I haven't played a Halo game since 3. Halo 3, I haven't like actually been hyped for a Halo game since then. Um, Halo Infinite doesn't look as good as the other games still. Like that's, that's the weird part because um, Bethesda and Microsoft committed to a 2022, uh, or they committed to a date. Uh, what was it? 11-11-22 for Starfield. But they have not committed to a date for Halo Infinite, which I find interesting, a little bit concerning. Uh, ultimately, launch it when it's ready and when it's ready and playable and it's going to be in a good state. Um, but if you're hoping for Halo Infinite in 20, well, for sure it's not coming in 21. But if you're hoping for Halo Infinite in 2022, I would kind of temper expectations if I were you because they're they're still not they didn't even commit to a holiday 2022 they just said coming 2022 normally that doesn't matter and i'd like you to don't pay no mind to it as much as like okay they haven't locked it out just yet just yet but it'll come out next year but the fact that these other games got launch dates specific dates next year 
I don't think I, I think something's going on with the development of Halo Infinite. Um, so hopefully they don't rush it. Otherwise, um, the uh, Halo Infinite's multiplayer being free to play, I thought was a super cool move. Um, I think that's going to get a lot of people back into it. I think this is the right way of like trying to reintroduce Halo. And like, we're talking like massive numbers at this point, especially if you're in the States. If you're not in the States, the Xbox basically only has a real market share in the United States and North America, really. Uh, the rest of the world is basically on PlayStation and Nintendo. We've talked about this data before. I'm not going to pull it up right now. Go look it up yourself. That's just cold, hard truth. Um, so in the U.S., yes, they have a presence, but I think if you're if you're trying to get like a global online player base, free to play is the way to go. Um, and obviously, it being accessible to PC and with Game Pass as well, so you can play it any like on your mobile or whatever. Uh, that that's also going to be working out really well. So it could potentially bring a new hype, a new 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 fans to the franchise. Should be it should be a fun time. But that's we're we're a ways out for that happening. Um, but but that's where we are. T- where are there? Um, other stuff. They're, I think, remastering. Uh, it's like, yeah, I guess it's a remaster. It's not a full on remake of Diablo two. So if you're into that, that was okay, I suppose. Um, and then as far as like the Square Enix after that, uh, you know what? I'm not. A, I'm. Not, I wasn't a fan of the Avengers game. Like I just. I looked at the the gameplay online. I just, Nothing really appealed to me. I didn't love the voice acting. I didn't love the gameplay. Um, the reviews have obviously been... It's not been super well received. I'm sorry, Cody, that you love <laughs> Avengers, if you're listening. Um, just not into it. So the Guardians of the Galaxy game, I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna wait to see. I'm just going to wait to see what that's like. Uh, I don't know if I have, like... There's a need for a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Um, I, I think... With Marvel and Square Enix, like, I, I understand what they're trying to do, especially with the success of Spider-Man on PlayStation 5, but just something about the execution and the gameplay, they're, like, I, it, there's such an opportunity there, but I don't know, like, they're trying too hard to, like, recreate the, the MCU space and feel that it's, like, giving the games themselves, I don't know, it's lacking a little bit of soul, in my opinion. Um, which is funny because, like, usually it's the other way around, right? Like, the game turned movie tends to not work out. But, like, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not saying that it's going to be bad. I'm not saying it's going to be good either. But I'm just going to wait and see on that one and kind of let it sit there. Uh, some Monster Hunter and Resident Evil updates for for them. That that that's interesting if if you're if you're playing any of those. Uh, and then Back for Blood. This is this is one that I'm I'm pretty excited for because I loved the Left 4 Dead uh games. Uh I would I would love playing those on PC. So, if you're in Chicago, um there is a well, I mean there's a bunch of esports lounges these days, but one of the original ones in Chicago uh was the Ignite Gaming Lounge. Um they're up in the Avondale area, and I think now they have a Skokie location where you can get drinks and food and stuff um, at that at that second location. We, uh, some buddies and I, used to go out there, you know, for a, before 
when we were younger in high school and, and stuff, um, you go out there, just sit on the PCs for three, four, five hours at a time. You'd have to pay by the hour or like do bundles of three or whatever. Um, and we would just play a bunch of Left 4 Dead. And it was such a fun time. That Those games are so fun and gory, but like silly. Uh, that Back for Blood being like the uh, spiritual, like an actual spiritual successor successor to, to those, I, I think it's is going to be a fun time. Like I, I'm super looking forward to that. Um, and that one's coming out in October. So we have, you know, some games that we're talking about at E3 that are coming out this year. And this would be the first one I think that, that I'm talking about so far. Uh, that's going to be a good time. Multiplayer co-op, I think is the way to go. I think a lot of, a lot of uh, gaming companies and studios, you know, are, they're starting to kind of like ease off the uh, battle Royale style i don't know if there's burnout happening in the uh in the space even if it's happening to me it doesn't matter like call of duty and fortnite and, and well roblox isn't a uh battle royale but these these massive online games mass oh, oh, multiplayer online games they make so much money it doesn't matter what the sentiment is on a single reddit thread or a single twitter thread it doesn't matter they're making so much money. These games are going to continue to come out. But but it does seem like, at least superficially, the sentiment, at least the algorithms on my social media platforms are, are feeding me this, uh, is changing. And I think the co-op, online co-op in smaller group format is the way to go. Um, which is weird because I'm actually really enjoying Chivalry too, but that's... Uh, that's not like a shooter. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm full of it. But I'm excited for Back for Blood. I think that's going to be good. That's October. Looks like October 12th, if I'm not mistaken there. Um, and then Elden Ring. I don't know if anyone's really aware about any Elden Ring stuff. Um, basically, that's the... Uh, that's like the the, the game being developed by who's this being developed by i think it's capcom um in partnership with uh, what's his face george rr R. martin the uh, the game of thrones guy um so it's a kind of set fantastical medieval worldy type things we finally got some information on that looks like january 22nd and 20 january 2022 um is when that's set to come out if you're excited for that, you're excited for that. I I haven't really seen a ton of it. I mean, the graphics looks nice, but if it's set, if it has a similar tone to like the Game of Thrones universe, uh, I think that that becomes a little bit interesting. I wish that the uh, who was it Telltale Games had had you know kind of stuck around to give us some more of their Game of Thrones series. Um, but I always wanted like, oh man, like a Game of Thrones type game would be cool. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it would appeal to the masses, especially since uh, what made that show and those books so good was the dialogue and the world building. Um, 
some of like the the micro decisions that build into macro consequences with the politics and all that. Like I don't know if that translates super well into a video game format. Uh, I know there are and and story t- storytelling based games where it's strictly storytelling and very little gameplay exists, and those can be successful. But who knows? Anyways, going on a tangent there, but that that is the news on that one. So Bethesda had a had a pretty good showcase. No PlayStation. Uh, I forgot to mention that at the top of the hour here. No PlayStation at E3 this year. Um, but that was, I mean, Microsoft. I, th- I think that did a pretty did a pretty good job of what they had there. So, um, and then, and then we got Nintendo. So let's talk about the uh, Nintendo stuff because. Uh, it was it was a better it was a better Nintendo Direct at E3 um, than some of their recent ones and recent ones being the last one and then the one before that like which was like a f- couple of years ago actually. Um, I, I mean, obviously Nintendo Classic, they do the uh, you know ton of JRPG stuff, some of the Monster Hunter uh, Switch game. I forgot what the title is. I'm not going to play it. Um, but for that and then they i I wasn't having i didn't have a ton of expectations like super high expectations i was like i was actually a little bit more cynical and i ended up being pleasantly surprised (coughs) oh god no i'm dying um with no news on metro metroid prime 4 they like briefly talked about how it's still in development and i'm like no and then they said we got but we do have other metroid prime Metroid News, not Metroid Prime, Metroid News. And then they show that they're, uh, I think it's a remake or, or I don't know, but Metroid Dread exists, has existed in the past. So Metroid Dread is like, they're it basically just, they're just creating a standard Metroid 2D platformer, um, but with like this very ominous and kind of spooky uh, undertones to it. They have like this weird giant freaky robot wasn't like super freaky but it's just like for nintendo it was uh a little unsettling which which i kind of appreciated um but the graphics look really nice and then they revealed gameplay footage of breath of the wild 2 and those were pretty much the two highlights for me like okay cool new new switch fighter okay whatever that's fine um i guess advanced wars okay i'll give advanced wars their their due credit because advanced wars is 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 was fun and i think there's a real um like fan base a loyal fan base there then that is excited for that um other than that some of the other games i didn't really care about but breath of the wild 2 we got the announcement there along with obviously the skyward sword remaster and all that stuff um and it looks fantastic it looks so good and so does metroid uh uh dread but good in in terms of gameplay but also like graphically like they looked really nice even on stream i went back and looked at them the uh, youtube videos and they look there's zero chance in my opinion there is zero chance that those are running on a base nintendo switch as it exists today no chance go look go pull up normal breath of the wild or i mean pokemon gets dunked on all the time for uh not really 
testing the limits there. But go look at Breath of the Wild. Go look at uh, even like Mario Galaxy, even though like art style, you know, tends to play well with the Switch. Or uh, uh, what was the uh, Hades? Hades, I think, is a good comparison. Compare the graphics on Hades right now today on a Switch to Metroid Dread. And then go look at Breath of the Wild 2, the trailer, and then go look at Breath of the Wild on the Switch today. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy that even though there was no Super Nintendo Switch or, or new Nintendo Switch or updated version of that console, I don't buy that, that those were running on base base switch like now now that i'm in pc land and now that i'm in ps5 land for 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 at least a year now on on the uh on the 2080 super and the ps5 now um well six months on the ps5 i'm like yeah i can tell like when i'm playing there and then i switch over to to my switch either handheld or docked i'm like oh yeah this is this is a huge difference like anyone that's that's telling you you can't really tell the difference it lies lies it's a huge difference you can certainly feel the frame rate right away, almost instantly, the drop from 60 to 30. And you, if you have a 4K TV or if you have a nicer TV, um, sorry, it feels like I'm bragging now. Is it, am I bragging? I'm sorry if this part of the conversation becomes inaccessible. I'm talking about, oh, my PC, boo-hoo, the graphics on my Switch aren't super high. I'm sorry. I understand the irony here. But regardless... <laughs> I docked the switch to the uh, to my OLED TV, the 4K, and I'm like, yeah, uh, it does. It just doesn't look as good, and I noticed that, and I feel it. Uh, if you're having fun with the gameplay, it's fine. You live with that, but it's more fun when I'm playing Returnal, and it's running at 60 FPS, and it looks fantastic. I'll tell you that much. It is more fun. Um, so I don't think it's I don't think it's a normal switch. We didn't get a, a new Switch announcements, but I think that's coming soon. I think, I think there is one coming soon. Um, I don't know if it makes sense this year if you didn't announce it at E3 this week. So maybe I'm wrong, but at the same time, if it's just like a graphical boost and not like a a huge change, like going from the Wii to the Wii U, then I think those can get patched. I think those can get patched in the, in the way that that some PS4 games get a PS5 patch. Where it's just like, okay, cool, we can add some textures here, we can remove some of the uh, frame rate limitations, we can adjust maybe the uh, variable re resolution, um, all of that stuff. I think I think you can patch that relatively easily, especially if they're not going to go like hardcore 4K. You know, if they're going to go full full 1080p 60fps handheld with like higher fidelity, with like let's call it high high graphic settings. I think I think an Nvidia Tegra or whatever chip is in the Switch, an updated one. I think I think they could it could run that. You know, 1080p, 60 FPS. Maybe, maybe no ray tracing, but that's fine.
but we don't even get we don't even get the the what is it like 900 we barely get 30 fps i mean listen i love playing breath of the wild but that thing chugged chugged at times oh man it was brutal sometimes i i mean part partly my problem because i only play handheld i hardly ever play in my switch docked partly for that reason it looks like caca on my television but i don't know i don't think it's i don't think it's a normal switch so i think it's coming out i think uh i think you can start getting hyped if you're looking for a switch pro or whatever the hell you want to call it i swear if they call it a new nintendo switch i have such a like weird love hate relationship with nintendo i don't really hate nintendo um, I don't hate Nintendo. I don't know why I said that, but some of the decisions they make are so stupid to me. Like the naming scheme of calling things new Super Mario World 3D SXD. It's like, bro, it's this is horrendous, horrible, terrible, terrible. Why? Why? If they don't call the the new Switch the not the new Nintendo Switch. If they don't call it a Super Nintendo Switch, I'm going to be so upset. I mean, even a Switch Pro is like, eh, whatever, Switch Pro. But Super Nintendo Switch? Come on. Look at how easily that rolls off the tongue. Super Nintendo Switch. A nice little callback to the, to the SNES. Come on. Call that the SNS. Come on, man. It's so... Oh, it'd be so good. It'd be so good. Um... Regardless, maybe it's not coming this year. Maybe it is. Who knows? I don't know. Nintendo's very good about like lying about stuff that isn't coming, and then like, oh, actually, here here it is. You said it wasn't coming. I don't know what you're talking about. Here it is. But you said, nope. We've never talked about this before today. Here it is. That's Nintendo. But other than that. We didn't really get any updates on like, uh, what was that? The uh, Project Triangle, blah, blah, blah. The the Final Fantasy tactics look like that we saw at, at the last, at the previous, at, in, in the spring, right? It was the spring. Um, that Nintendo Direct. But I, don't, I guess that's, that's, that's a year away anyway. So I guess a couple of months doesn't really do anything for for them i kind of like the game and watch that you can play the what is it legend of zelda the first and second one or something like that or three of them you can play three zelda games like the old school original zelda games on a a game and watch the little micro the little micro uh game boy advance uh micro game boy advance you remember those the little tiny the little tiny dudes puny puny things my brother had one of those um that's basically what it looks like. It's tiny. I mean, it's a fun little toy, I guess. A little gift for someone on the go. Cheaper. So, sure. Why not? Um, so that'll be good for, for them. And then and then finally, like Mario Golf, which, okay, whatever. I don't really care about the Mario sports games. WarioWare seems pretty fun. Not going to play it. Um, and then more Hyrule Warriors uh, DLC. Also, fun, not going to get it. I'm waiting for <laughs> Breath of the Wild 2. I'm so picky when it comes to Nintendo stuff. It's like, I, all these spinoffs, just give me the things that I want. 
Luckily, I mean, a little hypocritical because I'm totally going to get Metroid Dread and that looks super fun and I'm, I'm 100% going to play that. Uh, but I'll, at the same time, I'm like, well, you couldn't, you couldn't have used those resources on, on Prime 4. I get it. I work in tech. I know how things work. Back off. Back off. I know how engineering works. It's not, it's not always that simple. Um, I can still feel that, though. I can still feel the way that I do. So get off my... That's pretty much E3. I mean, there's a ton of games, a ton of a ton of indie games, a lot of JRPGs again. And listen, I, I kind of like dunking on JRPGs here a little bit, but I'm probably going to play one or two of those too. They're just like, they're the same game every time. So it's like, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, and that's pretty much what we had at E3. Um, the state of play was a couple of weeks ago for the PlayStation side. So just some quick updates there. If, if we're, we're on the topic of the, the three heavy hitters, um, horizon forbidden West is good. is going to look pretty, pretty dope. Um, God of war Ragnarok being delayed into 2022. I think if you weren't expecting that, I don't, I don't know what you were. I don't know what you're on. Uh, they they loosely gave you an end of 2021 last year and i'm like there's no chance and they they gave you a title screen i knew there was zero chance that was going to come out this year zero and of course they did they delayed it which is the right move again i think I think a lot of lessons were were had from the cyberpunk launch but also fans not really like people are pissy that things are getting delayed like on one hand i get it don't announce games until they're like six months from launch in my opinion in my opinion that should be just point blank across the board but what about hype how do you generate hype you can generate hype in six months don't give me that you you can have you imagine imagine instead of announcing things two years prematurely you give that you give like your marketing departments that time and any if if any of your marketers you know what i'm talking about imagine you give them that much time like here's what it's going to be like here's the feel of the game here's the story here's some hits some notes that we want to hit on um to the public here's the stuff that we want to keep hidden or you just don't don't give them that information and then you have six months of lead time to like just dump all this marketing material at once and it's coming in six months it is june 15th this game is launching on thanksgiving 2021 get hyped that's plenty of time to get tv commercials up to get uh ad campaigns going on on twitter and facebook and instagram uh get get uh, print materials and into magazines get stuff into stores posters uh music celebrities any whatever everyone anything influencers you can you that's plenty of time plenty of time so i don't i don't buy the anything more than six months that it just they need the hype gaming is um it's a dead horse that we beat but like i i feel like i have to remind gamers sometimes because we get caught up in our own heads of like well, when I was uh, in high school or when I was a kid, gaming wasn't cool. I got made fun of. Like, well, that's not where we are anymore. We're, we're 15 years removed from that point. It is mainstream. It's a, 
multi-bajillion dollar instant industry. Billions. Billions. But still, it's there's there's plenty of money. Like they're fine. No, none of these companies need you to defend them. Is is you know swing back to my point from earlier but six months six months lead time and that's that's plenty of time to to build some real hype imagine imagine your favorite game you're waiting on a game oh god like for example we're, we didn't even get any final fantasy 7 remake part 2 news it's been a couple of years now oh but you get a yuffie update and like a remaster blow thing with a, some extra bonus kind of like come on man see that's the stuff that's like, listen, I'm a little, I'm, I know I'm a little biased because I didn't love the remake. But still, it's not a couple of years. It was last year. My bad. Uh, but year and a half. I mean, at this, but at this point, you, all the, like, you have all the resources, all the assets and stuff. Regardless, imagine that gets announced. And they say, six months. Tell, tell me, tell me you would not be jacked. Ready to go. More hyped than just like a regular gameplay trailer with a 2022 release date. And if you say you would be equally as hyped, you're lying. You're full of it. I don't believe you. Come fight me. I'm <laughs> I'm in Chicago. I'm just kidding. I don't really care. But it's that's what I'm saying. I do care. I do care. It's one of those things like, yeah, I don't care. Nobody cares about this. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. The moment you, you decided to post a comment on something, you care. You care. People that don't care don't say anything. Um, anyways, so that's E3. Nintendo Direct, pretty good. That's the PlayStation stuff from a couple of weeks ago. Pretty good. Microsoft, hey, kudos. Kudos to Microsoft. They, I just I don't think that they're they're quite to the PlayStation and, and and Nintendo level, and obviously it's all subjective. But really, it's not. It's not. If you if if you're gonna brag about numbers or anything, it's like first of all, weird. Don't again saying that. Don't. But also, the numbers aren't on your side, Xbox fanboy. They just aren't. The PS5 outnumbers the Xbox Series X two to one. You're more likely to run into a person that that has a PS5 to play with in an Xbox. Okay, those those are just the, the numbers. And and the and the history of of games that that have won Game of the Year, critical accolades, and all that stuff. Successful uh, first party sales. We're just comparing first party to first party. Nintendo and PlayStation just dominate That's that side of it. So, yes, Bethesda's good for the Xbox, especially if you're going to go hardcore, like, I'm only going to get one console because you can only afford that. Fine, go with the games that you and your friends are going to play. The console, rather. But, I'm sorry, it's still not enough to, like, make it uh, a one-to-one, an apples-to-apples comparison. PlayStation still owns the better exclusives. Nintendo still owns the better exclusives. Go with one. I would still recommend someone go to w- with one of those if you're coming from a point of net zero. But they they definitely closed the gap. They closed the gap, and it's uh, oh, I'm fascinated. I'm I'm in. I'm in for that ride, baby. I don't care about the fan arguments. I care about how the game companies are going to react to each other. 
That's that. This is this is like one of the areas of my life that I turn into <laughs> into a filthy capitalist, where I'm like, "Hey, man, uh, whichever one starts delivering the better product uh, is what is where I'm gonna give my money to." So, um, fight, please, please fight. And the Bethesda acquisition is certainly helping Microsoft right now, at least to close that gap a little bit. Um, and I think, I think it was a mistake. Now that I look at it, I think it was a mistake for e, for PlayStation to skip out on E3 because there was a lot of hype, a lot of eyes. Um, yeah, I think I've changed my tune entirely. E3 is here to stay. Because imagine, imagine, imagine you had a Nintendo Day, the Xbox Day, and then the PlayStation Day. It would have been great. You would have been comparing uh, Halo Infinite to to Breath of the Wild 2 because those are still ways away to God of War Ragnarok. Imagine getting some like actual footage for that. Oh my god. That would have been sick. And then and then on like their A, but not really their like B tier players with uh with Metroid and and Starfield and um shoot uh Horizon Forbidden West. Those, I mean, come on. Do you, I, I honestly don't know which one to choose. I don't. I don't know. That's that's much more one-on-one. No, I choose. I mean, I'd probably choose Horizon Forbidden West because that first one was heavily underrated in my opinion. Um, I slightly have changed my tune. I thought it should have beat out Breath of the Wild. I was in a very wrong opinion. Very wrong. Well, not very wrong. I think it's a solid, solid game. Um, Breath of the Wild had a bunch of emptiness and pointless things that I, I, I'm not going to rehash things. P- other people have done it already. The shrines, the shrines were just like, there's, I, I'm not, I'm no longer incentivized after a certain point. Um, and yeah, that that'd be that'd be they should have done it. They should have done it, but we'll see. Um, on the PC side of it. No major news. I mean, Chivalry 2 is what I've been playing. Uh, sea of Thieves is I played on um, on the PC as well. So that's where we are there. I think I think that the end of 2021 and 2022 is going to be a good good year for gaming. The next gen consoles are going to be in full stride with some of those launches. Um, Ratchet and Clank 2. Oh my God! I haven't talked about Ratchet and Clank too. I just I just picked it up uh, on Friday. So good! It's so fun. Going from Returnal to Ratchet and Clank two is like such a relief. Like stress wise, gameplay wise, I I always go back to to Hollow Knight and I and I'm very proud of myself for like powering through because it was it's a tough game. Um, and including the DLC, including all the DLC, I beat all the DLC. So I didn't just beat the base game, beat the DLC, beat, um, you know, the what is it, the Enlightened Hollow Knight or whatever. Um, the the Path of Pain, the the Trial of Fools, all of, all of that stuff. I beat it. It's hard as shit. It's hard as shit. But I'm forever proud of actually beating it because I, I strongly believe that that made me a better gamer, a better platformer. Um, 
which by the way, we haven't gotten any news on Silk Song. Oh my God, there's so much. I had like a little three minute gap there. And I was like, I don't know what am I talking about next. I'm like, and there's still stuff coming up. No Silk Song news. I'm I'm super hoping that game is not is not dead in the water because Hollow Knight became one of my favorite games of all time, and Returnals actually worked worked their way up there. Um, I don't know, no news yet. But anyways, talking about Returnal and and uh, and Ratchet and Clank. Got through Returnal, also very difficult, but I got through that one easier than I did Hollow Knight. Now, that could it be a result of being really good at Hollow Knight and still playing that and playing Hades? Maybe, maybe. Um, but I still felt that it was a little bit easier in certain sections. Now, there are certain some of the some of the levels, some of the biomes are harder than the bosses. It is bonkers. A little bit frustrating at times because, honestly, despite what some of the uh, people over at the Returnal subreddit might tell you, a lot of your runs do have to do with luck. If you if you get like a crap weapon and crap drops, you can't. I mean, you can you could go through it and like and like chad your way through if you're like that good. But is it that fun at that point? I don't know. I don't know. I enjoyed. Uh, leveling up the, the weapons, the different weapons that I didn't love as much. Um, when I knew that I didn't have a ton of time to play and I was just going to go through the run real quick. I still wish that there's a there was a save feature because it's annoying that I can't close it. Like, you load up Returnal and I'm going to go. I haven't done the review yet. I'm going to do it before it gets out of people's minds. Um, you have to commit to a playthrough of Returnal. If, if you're trying to progress, you have to commit. You can't just like, oh, I got like an extra 30 minutes. What can I play? Like, that's, this is not that game. Because then if you want to play something else, like say those 30 minutes are up, it's the next day or that evening or whatever, uh, you have to play, pick it up where you left off on sleep mode because otherwise you're going to lose all your progress for that run. It's very obnoxious. So I still hope, I'm still hoping for that that safe feature before I go back and do do some of the other stuff in and plan them up. Um, but if you're lucky and you get some good weapons um, and you kind of power through some of the bosses, mow them down. Oh man, that feels so satisfying. Like and, and not not there's no there's hardly a way to cheese it. The only way that you can start cheesing that is closer to the end of the game. And by then you've already like learned a lot of the the weapons and their secondary effects, and and you've learned uh, the enemy attack patterns, and like now you're getting much more aggressive but safe. Like there's this song and dance to the game that is super cool as as a gamer. Like just technically, the controllers the controls are super tight. The story is well done, um, but it's tough. It's tough. And then switching from that to Ratchet and Clank, which is also another kind of like platformer to the same degree-ish, um, or in the same vein, like where it's a third-person pew-pew uh, shooter with platforming sections. And it's just much more silly, uh, as much, which infinitely more laid back. You could, you could play it with your children if you have children. Um, 
the the voice acting is pretty pretty well and it's fun it's like it's it doesn't take itself too seriously um, i'm having a ton of fun with ratchet like oh, it looks it looks phenomenal if it's another one where the returnal felt like the first real real ps5 game to me with with like the whole package and then bam back to back you get ratchet and clank and same same deal same deal um one of my friends was bringing up that uh one of the things that he noticed was that you don't lose the um, the, the the gears. Uh, basically, like the the game's version of like your currency. Um, they don't they don't despawn, so you could like go be be playing through a section of the game and you know take down all the enemies, and then you can walk back around and all the currency is still on the ground to pick, for you to pick up. It doesn't despawn. That's like that's when you start really seeing the power of the PS5. Because now these games are being made specifically for the platform, for the system, and it can start taking advantage of those features that we were sold on, right? Next gen. Um, I get that not everyone's loving the adaptive triggers, and I, I get that. Like, if you don't press it right, or if you press it too hard, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I get that. I think it's just a lot of muscle memory that you kind of have to unlearn a little bit, which, to be fair, that's years and years and years of muscle memory but that's why you get that little bit of feedback I, I think i think once you get used to it like in playing a lot of returnal kind of helped me with that front um and i think because ratchet and clank is a little bit more mainstream or a lot more mainstream actually more people are running into it like now they're they're like actually seeing some of the effects of of the adaptive trigger um that now people are noticing that but once you get used to it it's fine and it works really well I think, I think they their developers are actually figuring out uh, clever uses for the adaptive trigger, so it's not just a gimmick, not like the um, like the back the back touchpad on the PS Vita. This 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 feels much different than that. So, I think I think developers will continue to implement that. Like I can't wait for like Horizon, uh, Forbidden West, and then God of War Ragnarok because those two games had pretty good mechanics. Ragnarok in particular, the combat control system was dope so now with the adaptive triggers i think oh man you can throw in some additional combos in there Ooh, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be sick it's gonna be sick dude um but yeah ratchet and clank super fun super fun um that's all we have for you this week e3 big big week a lot of stuff i mean we basically filled this entire hour with gaming news spencer will be maybe back he should be back next week so we'll talk about some of the more some more music stuff um some more game i mean you know we're talking about whatever dudes you know we're having a good time here but thank you for listening thank you for letting me ramble on on my own here uh, i promise this won't happen often i don't know maybe maybe spencer gets fired if he gets to the end of this episode spencer maybe you get fired it's not like a little bit of motivation here. Uh, just kidding. Okay, bye.